Hey everybody, it's me, it's Griffin. How's it going? Thanks for tuning into Disney Plus Us. The show's going to get started here really quick, but I wanted to jump in right before it and give you a little bit of housekeeping, keeping up with what's going on here on the podcast. This week's episode is with awesome, awesome friend Eric Jin, and we just rant and rave about Mickey Mouse and it's great. I, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Next week we will be talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier because uh, that Marvel show rocks and I try to hit all the Marvel content or at least all the new Marvel content as much as I can. After that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, I'm kind of starting to feel a little bit burnt out. Um, I'm burning I'm burning the candle at both ends, as they say, between the podcast, streaming, my game development. It's a lot to handle right now and something's got to give. Um, The podcast is not by any means ending. I want to make that clear. I am not ending this show because, God, I love doing this show. But I need a little bit of a break um, because I am really freaking tired. (laughs) Like, this is the long and short of it. I don't sleep anymore. (laughs) So we're going to take a couple weeks off and then we're going to come back with a fervor with some great new episodes with some new guests with some reoccurring guests we're eventually going to get pixar and review off the ground but god there's just been a lot happening with that so trust me when i say content is coming falcon and winter soldier next week and then the future is bright in a great big beautiful tomorrow as that song goes that's all I've got for housekeeping. Thank you so much. Uh, something I want to remember to start saying at the top of the shows is if you can, please go to iTunes and rate us and review us five stars. It really helps get the podcast out to more people. Please, 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 if you can do this, go for that right now. That's all I got. Thank you. So enjoy the show. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, Just Another World's Disney Plus podcast. As always, I'm your host, Griffin Tunnell, Griff E. D. Pad, here talking about awesome things on Disney Plus with awesome people and the awesome person today. Eric, how's it going? Hello, Griffin. Thank you for having me today. I am very excited to talk Disney, specifically the one and only Mickey Mouse. Now, I need to give you credit because a little while we back, we had a certain Ruben on the show. Yeah, I don't like that guy. And he, he came in being like clear with what he wanted to talk about. And I complimented him on him being like, oh, you did the research. And I was, he was like, no. Eric did the research, and I just stole it from him. <laughs> so thank you for making him better. I bet. making yourself better and being awesome and being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I just wanted to give Ruben crap at the beginning of this episode for absolutely no reason. As America should. He's a wonderful person. He is. Now, we're here today, though, not to talk about that, uh, but to talk about... Mickey Mouse, uh, the awesome short series. But before we even talk about that, I keep forgetting to start it this way. Where do people know you from, Eric? Uh, well, uh, um, I do stuff for the Penultimate Conquest on Twitter. Uh, I am a co-host of our Marvel Mondays Initiative, 
Uh, really exciting. Awesome, you know, other Disney Plus content with our Marvel shows. So that's mainly where I'm spending my time at right now is talking all things Marvel. I'll do some games every now and then, but just, yeah, that that's where my head's at right now. Yo, Falcon Winter Soldier, man. It's so good. Uh, you guys picked a good thing to talk about with Marvel Disney Plus. It's, it's quickly becoming one of my favorite things to talk about in the show. It's it's just so... They've really found something with this. Like, you would think, like, oh, the movies are where it's at. Like, these TV shows are just as good, if not better, than most of the movies. Right? And to tell like, and, like such ha- smaller stories that I think are, like, significantly better with these characters. And it's made them the weekly TV thing again. You know, since uh, Game of Thrones, like, went away, I don't know why I said it, like, Game of Thrones, uh... <laughs> Whenever, since that went away, there hasn't been really a weekly show to talk about other than, you know, Mandalorian. But it, it's good to have those water cooler. Oh, my God. Did you check out what happened? Oh, my God. What happened to Falcon and stuff? And it's just it's good to have that kind of water cooler TV back again. Oh, my God. What reason does John Walker suck this week? I don't like John yeah, Walker. It's, yes, I, it's he's it's so good. Really but shout out, shout out to Wyatt Russell. He's doing a fantastic job as I, John Walker. Yeah, he is an amazing actor. Just in general. He's, it's so good. Okay, getting us back. As much as we could talk about Marvel for like the entire rest of the episode. Because we could. Very, very easily. We're talking about Mickey Mouse. Hell yeah, Mickey! Mickey Mouse. It's weird to think that, that we're talking about a Mickey Mouse shorts series in 2021. Considering that there was such a gap of Mickey Mouse content for so long until 2013 when this started up again. Well, I, I think it's crazy because, you know, back, back in the beginning, Disney, like, that's all they had, though. It was like Mickey Mouse. They had those Mickey Mouse cartoons. You know, you got Steamboat Willie. Then you get all into the 30s, 40s and stuff. And you start introducing more. And re- Disney really, other than what my, I think, theme park usage... They really haven't needed Mickey Mouse for anything because they have a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so Mickey Mouse um, shorts really kind of stopped coming out probably in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, they, they still happened, but it was super, super rare. And it was for stuff like his 60th birthday. Like, they just stopped because, you know, they started making these big... Um, movies, like, you know, at that point they were a full-on production company. Um, once they transitioned to movies, they kind of stopped making a bunch of stuff with Mickey Mouse, and Mickey Mouse kind of became the figurehead. Mm-hmm. Um, although, and this is just gives me a great, great excuse to talk about it, what brought Mickey Mouse shorts back was, first off, Mickey Mouse Works, um, which was only for a couple seasons, and it was like a compilation show of shorts but the big one was the amazing running from 2001 to 2003 house of mouse oh man i will never not shout out for two reasons the first being mickey's magical christmas and the second being mickey's house of villains <laughs> there's I, what was so great about that show was it's just like hey what if we put our disney characters and put them in a nightclub setting like right. oh that'd be 
interesting and just have all right hey you know over there there's scar and ursula on those tables over there sitting next to hercules and it was just fun to see all that and it's like oh what's the entertainment well it's of course it's the old shorts like it's just so good and i loved it so much and it, it was it oh, i'm sorry i cut no, you no, off i was gonna say it just it captures the magic of mickey mouse so well it really showed how, hey, all these characters now that are sitting around all these tables came from this guy right over here. Like, and it was it was a nice uh, look and appreciating what Disney has now, based off of what came, like what came before it. And I thought it, it never was cheesy or anything. I always felt like it was just great homages to the old Disney cartoons. Mm-hmm. You saw awesome things like with. Scrooge with freaking Mortimer Mouse. The right? Mortimer Mouse is in that, and it works. That should not be a thing that works. Which then kind of, let's fast forward a little bit to now. It's like, they're just they're nailing it. Mickey Mouse is better than ever. I, I, I don't, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic here when I say that this is probably in my top three cartoons of all time. The show, it's it's so great because adults and kids can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's, sorry, go ahead. Like there's just enough of that kitty humor and just enough humor to where like the adults can be like, oh my god, did they really just do that? <laughs> yeah, I also love how like. It is its own thing, but also draws from old things. Like, whenever Mickey is whistling, doing whatever, it's the whistling he does in Steamboat Willie. Mm-hmm. Or, like, there's not there's nod upon nod upon nod to Disneyland. I'm, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure this little town that they live in is just Disneyland. Oh, I have no doubt about that. I definitely think it's Toontown. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they never said it, but, like, it definitely is. It makes sense. And then they just, they keep adding more and more characters. Like, Pete comes in. Ludwig von Drake comes in. Freaking Clarabelle. Right? Clarabelle. She doesn't get enough love. Clarabelle, one of, like, the forgotten characters. And then, I know Mortimer Mouse also shows up a few times as well. (laughs) Even better, Mickey has a nephew named Morty. Morty Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just so good. Morty Mouse, who's a brand new character, by the way, to this series. Only seen in, um, like, one of the specials. Yeah, they had some specials back, I think, in, like, 2016. Correct. 2016 and 2017, they had a Christmas and a Halloween special. Um, Nice. Let's talk the numbers really quick before we talk more. There are five seasons of shorts here, ranging from 2013 to 2019, all premiered on the Disney Channel, resulting in a total of 96 episodes, including the specials. And then, because people loved it so much, after three years, Disney brought it back with a brand new Mickey Mouse series, The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse on Disney+. Plus. Um, have you seen those ones? Yes, uh... The, the this show has become a staple in my household uh like whenever we found out because i know that 
I think one of the reasons why they stopped with the old show, probably because Russie Taylor passed away. That was the reason, yes. Uh, and, you know, her, just her as Minnie Mouse is just so great. She's so funny. Which kind of brings that up. Like, Carried Away is the last episode of this. It's the entire thing is voiced by Minnie. Uh, and it's it, my fa- one of my favorites. It, it's I, not to get, you know, too sappy with this, but it's exactly how I like view my wife. Tessa, like that that canoe ride where like, you know, they're just it's Mickey and Minnie just loving each other. And then, you know, hilarity happens, the canoe trip goes bad, and you know, it doesn't seem like she knew what was going on at the end. She's like, Do you just want me to go again? Without any distractions? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. She's like, just drops the anchor. It's so it's such a great comedic beat. It's just oh, I I think this Mickey Mouse always was so good because no matter what the shorts were, it was like such a simple idea of, oh, Mickey's hanging out with Minnie and something crazy happens. Or Mickey's hanging out with Donald and Goofy and something happens. It's like these tiny little plots that are just so funny. Like one of my favorite episodes is the football episode. It's like, it's literally just Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are playing, or not even playing football, just throwing a football around, and then Pete shows up. And then summons Chernabog for some reason. I I just love how that escalates. Like, oh, it's Pete! The Beagle Boys! Just like his escalation. It's just so great. Just Chernabog, the single most terrifying character in all of Disney. It's just like, screw it. We're bringing him in to play a football game. (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, there's just so many just great things. Because I know what Like, I first, I think, saw this show um, back. I think I was at my aunt and uncle's house. And my cousins they were little at the time and she had it on the disney channel and the season two premiere the one where uh mickey uh minnie's apartment is on fire and mickey does everything he can to put it out uh that was the very first episode excuse me the second episode of season two um that was the very first episode i watched and i was like oh my god this is really good so yeah the Um, first episode for me was the one before it was cable car chaos which is just both a love letter and making fun of San Francisco. And, and uh, I, I introduced uh, Tessa to it because um, like, I knew the show existed. I think I'd seen another episode. I can't remember what it was. But when we were on our honeymoon, when we were at Disney World two years ago, um, <laughs> the Animal Kingdom Lodge, like they, if you stay at a resort, they had a channel dedicated to the Mickey Mouse car- these Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, and they were just on repeat, and we just—I think like the first few nights, I didn't realize it was a channel, and then like I think night three or four, I was just flipping through and like, oh my god, Tessa, these cartoons are great. You have to watch them, and so we started watching them. And there were nights where there was one night where we just stayed in our room for hours and just watched these cartoons, and they were so funny. There, that is a great night. 
I remember um, way back when, when I was a little kid, I was in Disney. Because um, the Mickey Mouse shorts have always had a place, both the old ones and the new ones. Um, when I was a kid, my parents were checking in and all this stuff, but there was this little area, like, kind of shoved off to the side of the lobby with a small replica. Like, you know the old TVs that Disney made to look like Mickey Mouse? Mm-hmm. It was one of those, but it wasn't like they had clearly made one specifically for this, and it was just Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, and these were like the older ones, but I remember going back um, more recently, and it was these ones that they were showing there, mm-hmm. like the entire same setup, but it's these new Mickey Mouse cartoons. And I was like, oh man, these aren't these aren't a replacement; these are. The next step. This is the in addition to. Um, and I just I think that's so cool for these. I don't really know where I'm going with this point, but I just I love these so much, and I love that we're kind of here hanging out today celebrating them. And I think it, that's what it is. It's just it's a love letter, not only to just Disney, but just to Mickey Mouse. Like there's so many different things. So many different references to, like you said, Disneyland. There's so many different Disney characters that pop up. Like there's one episode where, you know, it's the beginning of Snow White and Snow White's about to (laughs) go from the wishing well. And then Mickey and Minnie just run down the stairs and just drench her with water as they're just frolicking through this area. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or in like that first episode with the... um scooter cinderella's there about to put on the glass slipper and he just smashes it yes he's essentially becoming stitch um you you mentioned um the cable car cable car chaos i love that one because i think that was the first episode that tessa and i watched in the hotel room it was just so funny just how not only good the animation is but how good the writing is because there was just so i just laughed so hard it's like welcome to chinatown everybody chinatown or as they call it around these parts, Chinatown. <laughs> the writing is <laughs> so damn good. And then the part where uh, just let's get some dim sum, dim sum. I love some. And then he, and then Minnie goes rushing away, and he's just Minnie. It's just out. I just start dying laughing so because good. the performances are so so spot on. I'm going to butcher this last name. I know it. But Chris Diamatopoulos, his Mickey may be the best voice acting I've ever heard. Yeah, he is really, really good. Um, Chris was actually... the I didn't even know him from Mickey Mouse at first. I knew him as Green Arrow. Um, he's Green Arrow in Batman Unlimited. Oh my god, I didn't know that. And, uh, and in Justice League action. Oh. Is, the dude is talented. Uh, I know, I, I never saw, what was that show he was in? Uh, Silicon Valley? Yeah. I, I never saw that show, but I know he was in it. And I know he plays like some uh, really smug, up, just uptight CEO or something, party animal. And it's just, it's so weird to see him playing that. And then like, Hey, everybody! And his his work is so good. 
And I think what really sells me on how great this show is, is that when they do their episodes that are in a place that, you know, is not probably America, and if some it's in France or if it's in Australia, Sweden, any other country, I feel as though they are very respectful with that area's culture. And they you speak in the native language. Yeah, like that first Which I think is outstanding. They made a decision that first episode being in in France and they're all speaking French. And I think what's really impressive to me is even if you don't know the language, you still know exactly what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, the context clues are so good and so respectful I want to go back really quick though to Chris just to shout out a couple of the other amazing roles he's been in as far as voice acting Uh, because it turns out he's done a bunch he was the mainstay in DuckTales um, being the one and only Drake Mallard Darkwing Duck oh my god I forgot about that um he was in the Harley Quinn series as Aquaman. I have not watched. That's one of the only shows. I, I Everyone says how great it is. Dude. I just haven't started it. I want to so bad. You got it. You but got it. I, I'm excited to hear his Aquaman. Um, he was in Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure as Brock Thunderstrike. Which if y'all haven't seen mm. that, you should go watch the Rapunzel, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. And then the following um, TV series because it's wonderful. Um, but here's the one that totally has surprised me. He is, uh, he's Doc Seismic in Invincible. Really? That's him. He is huh. Doc Seismic. He's also Donald, he's also, uh, Donald Ferguson. That yeah, man is just so talented. He's invincible. <laughs> Which is not yeah, a plus thing, but y'all should go watch Invincible because it's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is a little dark enough right now. I don't think they need to add Invincible to their repertoire. Invincible isn't too dark yet. I say having not watched the most recent <laughs> episode. <laughs> Please don't spoil. Um, oh, I've been actually... Um, I don't think I've watched the latest episode. I think I watched the premiere. That's about it. Because I, I think I want to wait until the whole show is out before I watch it. Because I've read... The, uh, the comics that oh, the, yeah. this season's based off of. So it's not like I'm going to be spoiled for anything. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they're doing... Yeah, I've I've been watching it week to week. I um, We're going to sidetrack. And we're going to sidetrack a lot, folks. If you haven't figured it out, this is episode 60 freaking something of the show. We always sidetrack. Get used to it. <laughs> it happens. Um, I've been watching it week to week, and I've been watching it with my little brother, who... At first, wanted to read the comics, but I just refused to give them to him, knowing full well the show was coming out, just because I wanted to see how he would react to these things in the show. Uh, it has been one of the greatest experiences for me watching a TV show, just because he's being like, oh, I did not see that coming. Oh, this is not just a cartoon. Oh, shoot. It's wonderful. I love... I love experimenting on my little brother with pop culture it's, it's great <laughs> i know uh tessa has not seen um I, she's never read the comics so when she sees it she'll experience the story for the first time so i'm interested to see how she reacts to it i'm interested to see how um how binging that show is gonna go because <laughs> that's that's a hard show to binge 
uh, just because of how brutal it is. Um, b- back to Mickey Mouse. Hard left turn from <laughs> Invincible back to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> um, we've talked about the show being great, how it's wonderful. Like, it, it's clearly loved. That first episode, uh, Croissant de Triomphe, um, won a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Short Format Animated Program. And it actually won a few of those. Um, in 2014, Oso Mi- Mini won one. Um, I'm just mm. going through it now. Uh, a lot of nominations, a lot of nominations. Uh, 2020 is kind of the big one. Uh, Carried Away won an Annie Award for the Best Animated Television Broadcast Production for Children. Uh, for Whom the Bell Tolls, um, Alonzo Ramirez from Mos- Ramos won Outstanding Achievement for Directing, uh, and as well as Eddie Trigueros won Outstanding Directing for an Animated Program from the Daytime Emmys. Like, there are so many awards for this show. Everyone clearly loves it. But there's one thing we haven't talked about with this show yet. And it's how f- the art style, A, is so freaking iconic, but B, got really, really divisive for some reason. <laughs> I I think for me the design of Mickey is my favorite design of Mickey Mouse is this one. It it's it feels, you know, it feels modern but it also feels like you could put this Mickey Mouse back in the older cartoons kind of and he would still fit. Yeah, I like the entire design of this show because it is like that old school in a modern age. Is kind of how I describe it. It's it's the Mickey Mouse equivalent to Shovel Knight, which yeah. is a really weird thing to say, but makes sense. I, I agree with that. Um, I get why so, I get why some people don't like it though. Um, you know, Mickey randomly doing a face that looks suspiciously like, like Dolph Lundgren is. That's so weird. great, though. <laughs> That's one of the best parts about the show. It's like when he makes his faces. That's like why, like, whenever in, like, Rick and Morty, when Rick and Morty make, like, the little weird face, like, those are great. And just like in this show, like, one of my favorite moments is I do this, Tess and I would joke about this all the time, there's an episode in season five, like, A Day with Fifi, I I believe it's called, where Mickey comes over, uh, try to go on a date with Minnie, and the dog gets in the way. You, me, and Fifi, that's what it's called. And so... Uh, Minnie, uh, Mickey comes up. He's like, "Day night with my Minnie. Day night is here." And he gets all excited, and he's getting up to the door, and he knocks, and you know, Minnie. Oh, but Mickey, you're three hours early. And he goes, "Just, ha, ha, oh, you know, I'm just obsessed with you." And just like cuts to his yeah, face, and like his eyes are squinting. Well, it has stuff so like good. that, and then like in Cable Car Chaos, I don't like to mention that one. There's just like ripped muscle, like. Olympic lifter mini, <laughs> which is like mildly terrifying. <laughs> there was, um, I think, Pluto's. another one. Oh, the Pluto, the one where uh, Minnie feeds Pluto all the treats. Fat Pluto is like nightmare fuel to me. <laughs> well, Tess and I love that one because there's one where, like, where you know, Minnie is trying to figure out ways to make Pluto lose all this weight. It's like, oh, if you, uh, um, some time in a sweat room will get those shave off those LBs. After all, it worked for me, and it showed Minnie. <laughs> and Tessa's like, I want to buy 
that photo and put it in our house. So I, I'm absolutely supportive of that 100%. I'm pretty sure you could buy that photo somewhere or at least print it off. It's just at the end when Pluto is ripped, like, oh my god, Pluto, you are ripped! Yeah, I love that moment in that episode because it's like they have the moment when he's um, pulling the car. So I'm like, okay, what's this leading to? And it's like, oh, wow. Um, so good. And it just like there's a lot of heart here too. Like there, like some episode. Let me. I'm scrolling through all the episodes right now on Wikipedia to see and remember. Um, like there's the one where I think season four. It's called Locked in Love. Uh, it takes place in South Korea. Do you remember this one? Uh, let me see. I ha- I've been keeping them up, like just looking at them. Yes, I do remember this uh, one. Yeah, it's it's you know they have to find a key because they locked a padlock on their arms, and then you think it's sad because they'll never get this off, but then they work together as a team to get it off, and it's just it's got such nice heartwarming moments mixed in with all this comedy, and that's why I think I love it so much, is because it's whatever it needs to be. Yeah, I think we it could be a heart. As I say, yeah, we talked a lot about the Mickey Mini episodes. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk a bit more about the Donald Goofy episodes. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I want to talk about no service. <laughs> um, <the laughs> Goofy's second... running a restaurant. <laughs> the second episode of the show where Goofy won't let M- Donald or Mickey in because no shirt, no shoes, no service. Finally addressing the fact that Donald doesn't wear pants. Oh, that Mickey doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs> I feel like Mickey's not wearing a shirt on the beach makes a lot more sense than Donald's not wearing pants. But, yeah, you're right. Like It's just the hilarity that ensues of them trying to steal each other's clothes and wear it around. <laughs> Donald stealing Mickey's pants is so good. Or, like, when they're like, okay, let's pull straws for it, and they just pull feathers from Donald's butt. <laughs> It's so good. Um, but I think my one of my favorite goofy ones is um let me let me I'm scrolling through it right here There's and see if really I've got the ones. I I enjoy the oh I enjoy the one uh where they kinda uh poke at Goofy's heritage when they go it's the wonders of the deep one where they go with Professor Von Drake to look for the Kraken. Oh yeah. And uh Hey look, a dogfish Mama and I'm like, Oh my god. Oh, I forget which episode it, in which season it was. I say as I desperately search for it, but one of my favorites is the okay, it's season one, episode eleven, dog show, when they're like <laughs> when Goofy fucks up with Pluto on accident, it has to be the dog for Mickey and the dog show. Like, yes, guys, in case you haven't figured out, Goofy is a dog. Like, I don't know how this is so hard for people to understand. I also love that it's the same Goofy voice actor as, I mean, it's Bill Farmer. He's done Goofy for so long. And it's just, I I picture this as Kingdom Hearts Goofy sometimes in all these scenarios. (laughs) Okay, here's a test for you really quickly. Do you know what other voice he does without looking for the show? In the show? uh, It's not coming to the top of my head. What is it? It's Pluto. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I don't want to be typecasted though, as dog-like characters. <laughs> yeah, he just plays dogs for the rest of Like, okay, what's funny is they literally had a series all about dogs that Bill Farmer hosted. Like That, that makes sense. Um, we've, we've talked about 
Chris and Bill a lot, but let's shout out the rest of the cast. Um, Rusey Taylor, who just nails Minnie Mouse. Um, but also, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, Tony he and does Sel- do them. That's right. Tony Anselmo is Donald, and I can't help but wonder just how much like warm drinks and tea they keep in the voice booth for him whenever he has to do Donald's voice. Well, he's been Donald for what since the eighties, right? Yeah, he has been Donald since uh, nineteen eighty-five. Wasn't was was his first one Ducktales? Um, I think so. I think he though no, he did a um. Oh, what was it? He did like a short, I think. Like, I think there's like a Donald Duck short that he did and i know for a fact he was um donald in who framed roger rabbit yeah okay yeah but he i i just i assume he's figured out some way where he doesn't destroy his voice doing okay, that he was ducktales he was donald in ducktales okay um my favorite thing favorite note in here though is that he was donald in the three musketeers which that movie does yeah. not get enough love uh, I, I enjoy it. It's probably my favorite Three Musketeers version. Oh I'm not going to lie. Oh my god, he was nominated for an Andy Award for that movie. I love the things I learn on Wikipedia sometimes. Um, and It's also uh, wild, I think, sometimes. I forget that Corey Burton uh, does Ludwig von Drake. <laughs> right. Because I'm so used to, I'm so used to him having those deep voices you know him as zeus in the god of war series or freaking our uh, hugo strange in arkham city mm-hmm. and Brady. here he has come yeah but you know i guess what they say acting they gotta do different voices so that's another person who has another extremely famous voice in disney right now he is also Captain uh, hook yes and he's also yin sid right i think he's also yin sid i think he's also yin sid yes uh, but more important than any of that, he's the voice of Ansem the Wise. Um, That's true. That's true. I will get my Kingdom Hearts in here, goddammit. We got to. <laughs> um, now, he's done a lot, actually, with Disney Channel, because I also remember he was um, Dracula in Ultimate Spider-Man. Which is just such oh a weird pull. <laughs> yeah. By the way, guys, Spider-Man fights Dracula. Pretty regularly, actually. <laughs> We gotta stop meeting like this. <laughs> um, let's go through some more here really quick. Quick, uh, Teresa McNeil as Daisy Duck and Chip. Um, honestly, it's just kind of amazing that all the people are like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do both." Uh, we mentioned Corey Burton already as Louis Von Drake, but also as Dale. Um, an even higher voice than Ludwig Von Drake. I don't remember what episodes Chip and Dale are in in this show. I think like they're barely in it, if I remember correctly. They're barely in it. There was one episode when like Mickey and Pluto were in space that they were in. Yep, uh, yep, I remember that one. And they had to use, I think, an asteroid belt to get back to the ship. Yeah. Um, April Winchell as Clarabelle. Jim Cummings as Pete. Um, of course, yeah. Well, yeah, that's one thing of like, of course he is. Totally didn't, re- totally forgot it was him that, as Pete. Even though you know he's been Pete for freaking ever. 
Um, and then the last one here, um, Alan Young was initially Scrooge McDuck, and then it switched to um, John Kassir when I think Alan Young passed away. He passed away, I think, in 2016. Yeah, I think that he passed away and they replaced him with um, with John Kassir. Who does a great great job again. Um, another guy I want to bring up just for wonderful things he's done. Um, he's done a lot of games. He does a lot of work in games. Um, but namely, he's Scorpion in Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. I'm really getting the Spider-Man in this week for some reason. I mean, you got to. Like, Spider-Man is important. Anytime you can talk about Spider-Man, you got to. This might just be because I recently replayed Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. That's such a good game. Dude, I did it on stream. It was awesome. Such a good game. Um, But then for a while, before you know Nolan North came in, uh, he was the video game voice of Deadpool. That's right. I think he was in like Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something. Yeah, Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2. Uh, and then he was also in X-Men Legends 2, Rise of Apocalypse. Which is not a good I, game. I definitely forgot about that game. Like, let's just pretend that never existed and move on with our yeah. lives. Uh, he was also Ghost Roaster in Skylanders, in case anyone actually cares. And now I've gone down a rabbit hole, because apparently he was part of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and I really should not look at Wikipedia anymore for the rest of the episode, because this is not Wikipedia the show. This is Disney Plus S, where we talk about Disney Plus, not <laughs> when Griffin goes down Wikipedia rabbit holes. I think, uh, so, I, I thought it'd be fun to talk about our favorite, I know we've talked about a few episodes, I, I thought it'd be fun to go down and talk about maybe some of our, like, uh four or five of our absolute favorites. Yeah, let's go back and forth. How about you start? Okay, so I think the one that I... I got to go with the, my favorite one, actually. Uh, the one that when we watched it at on our honeymoon, I don't think I've laughed that hard in so long. It was the one where Mickey and Minnie go on the cruise and they find out they're in the VIP experience. Oh, yeah, um, um, shipped oh, out shipped is the name of the episode, and so you think it's nice and fun and stuff, relaxing. And then they, you know, there's that two minute montage of them doing all the crazy stuff, and then Rusty Taylor and Christian Metopoulos doing such a great job of just having so much fear and screaming. He's like, Mickey, what's that? No, no, <laughs> and then. Just seeing Mickey getting spiked in the face with a volleyball, and then when the montage is over, he's just crawling. And of course, we're at Disney World right now, and so we're doing all these fun things. And so, what made it even laugh harder is just him going, "Because with fun." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's exactly how we feel right now." That's... And then, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's overwhelming. It's and then the part where like they're up in the. They're up in like the pair uh parachute paragliding is it's just don't be careful with the fireworks, but what and so when they see the oh, fireworks you're, there's it's it's wonderful, hilarious moment after hilarious moment. 
with this show. So yeah, that is my f- absolute favorite episode of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I think my favorite. It's a season two episode. It's Mickey Monkey. Um, oh, like the isn't that the Jungle Cruise it's one? Literally, it's, yeah, it's the Jungle Cruise one, where a monkey steals Mickey's identity by also having vaguely round ears and taking Mickey's clothes. That's all this monkey had to do. It's like it's a Jungle Cruise mixed with Great Movie Ride. Right. And everyone just believes it's Mickey, but it's just it's fun. It's fun nods galore here because Mickey also has the Steamboat Willie hat, and the Steamboat Willie hat actually has color. Mm-hmm. Which is just like kind of a fun thing to learn. Oh, so this is what the colors of it are in uh, in canon. Like you'll find a lot of the episodes I love have calls to different Disney stuff. Um, but this whole one's hilarious of Mickey just trying to get out there. Uh, and then everything, and then the way it ends with everyone's been replaced by uh, crocodiles. Yeah, <laughs> so great. All right, what do you got for me with number two? Uh, the next one for me is gonna be the. Um, I don't. I, I feel terrible that I'm, I know I'm gonna butcher this. It's the Kule uh, Melody one from season four, season three. Excuse me, uh, where Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are on Hawaiian islands. And they're just trying to relax on the beach and everything. And Mickey's got his ukulele and he thinks uh, Island Spirit is trying to give him a melody. And so they just go on crazy adventures trying to find it. And I think it's so... What gets me about it is just because how much it just reminds me of... Again, again, I always call my wife Tessa like she's my Minnie Mouse. And so at the end of the episode when Mickey finds out it's not really an island spirit all along. It was actually Minnie walking around and singing and they have a lovely duet at the end together. And it just fills my heart with just so much love. And that's, that's why I love it so much. It's and it's just so the animation is so gorgeous in that episode. Yeah. I also can... goofy with hair. That episode has goofy with yeah, hair. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, kind of along those lines, my next one is also season four. It's um, Rollum. It's the movie theater one. Um, when it's Mickey and Minnie just panically trying to get this runa- runaway reel back after it's popped out of the camera. And it's really just, I love this one because just Mickey and Minnie looking out for each other. Just, you know, trying to not lose their job. That's right. <laughs> Like that's their only goal here, and then they accidentally become famous. It's uh, wonderful, yeah. and also it's just fun seeing all the different movie types, like seeing Mickey as Godzilla. Yeah, it's so good. Or the superhero that they spin, or then there's like the classic, you know, the girls dancing by the pool, and Minnie's in there swimming, just trying to get the reel. It's it's just nods to Hollywood and. You know, the industry that Mickey and Minnie are so intrinsically tied to that I love so much. Mm-hmm. I, oh, man. I forgot about that one. That was such a good episode. Yeah, um, I really like that one. I think my next one is it's also it's from season three again. I really like season three. Uh, it's called Split Decision. Oh, it's the one, the one where they actually 
Like, what would happen if Donald wasn't angry all the time? And I love it's just like Donald's anger is just this Hulk-like creature. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, and, and, you know, Donald's other half of Donald, the nice half of Donald, just sounds like he's drunk all the time. Hey, guys. It's like you can and my, understand him. My favorite part of that whole episode is when he's like, Mickey, oh, Donald, come on. I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love you, too. Am I see? It's such a good bit. Because just like, with yeah, that movie and like the old school stuff with Donald being so <laughs> against it. The best part is just like, K-Y. And just Mickey's why? just, oh, why? So have you heard the, uh, the ending track for when Disneyland closes? No, I have not. Okay, it's on, they put it on Spotify. Um, I highly recommend checking it out because they're like, it's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy saying goodbye to everyone. And they end it with M-I-C, with the M-I-C-K-Y-M-O-U-S-C. And the entire time, Donald is just complaining like, guys, we opened the park this way. Why do we have to end it this way too? <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's like that track that gets stuck in your head. Kind of like, it's a small world. It's like, oh my god, yes, get out of my head. And I just love that the show is like, yes, we know this song exists. <laughs> Please stop asking for it. Um, keeping it on the Donald train, my next episode is going to be Captain Donald from uh, season two. <laughs> when it's That's revealed, Donald doesn't know how to sail. Yeah. Like, isn't his house in Disneyland uh, just a boat? His house, like, in canon is a boat. Like here in DuckTales, my favorite thing about one of my favorite things about DuckTales is literally he lives in a boat still. He lives in a boat in Scrooge's pool. Um, but yeah, Donald's entire thing is a, is being a sailor. Like it is lore. It is actually factual that Donald like was shipped off to World War II, and that's why he is always in a sailor's outfit. Uh, it's because he was a soldier which by the way which is wild you actually have to get like to bring up don learn donald all of donald's history like for a while you had to actually get like military records for this stuff like he was officially a part of the u.s navy um but donald's story is just insane (laughs) i love it that's a deep cut theme park lore right there you have to go and you have to go enlist to get that piece of lore. Dude, I had it. I was studying um, Disney stuff for a um, project for one of my classes back in college. And our teacher was literally like, okay, you can do anything with this. Don't do Donald Duck because I don't want to have to deal with the U.S. Navy. And I was just like, way back the fuck up. What? <laughs> like, oh, you did that. I want to do it more now. now. I was like, explain this to me, or I'm doing Donald Duck. <laughs> um, but yeah, Captain Donald is great. I, it's it's funny. It's both that humor of Mickey with Minnie as well as Mickey with Donald and Goofy and the, that relationship. It's also a really good showcase of Daisy within the series, who where Daisy honestly doesn't get a ton of love throughout the five seasons. Um, I don't know about the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse because I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Um, but it's all great. It's all wonderful. 
Well, th- this this is gonna be a little awkward because my next episode is from the new season. All right, hit me. <laughs> okay, so it's called House of Tomorrow, and it's very much like I love the theme whenever Ludwig Bod Drake is on this show that. House of Tomorrow theme song that's played. It's like that dun 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 dun. Yeah. It's like I'm in Tomorrowland. Like I feels feels like I'm in the park. And he says that he's invented a new house, um, a new smart house. And so Mickey obviously is very excited to try out this new house. And Donald's like, oh no 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 no, technology always goes very bad. Um. And so they go in the house, and Alan Tudyk voices the house's artificial intelligence. Oh, my God, yes. And, uh, you know, it does, like, all their needs and everything, and and Mickey wants to, you know, freshen up, and he does it in three seconds, and uh, just Mickey is so excited. He puts Donald on a relaxation massage chair, and Donald actually, like, you know, chills out. And then Goofy just doesn't know what to do, so he asks for like twenty thousand things, and it's like, oh, whoa, 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 you gotta stop! You got, you're overloading the system. Just think of one thing. And so Goofy, the whole episode is like he's thinking of one thing, and he's getting more and more deranged as it's going on. And then there's lovely call callbacks to uh, um, Disney Park stuff because there's a moment where Mickey's like, "This house has everything," and then he breaks into this. So great, big, beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. And we stop it there for copyright. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I love Um, that. That's a great freaking song, by the way. It's so good, Um, and it's like it's lovely because Tess and I are watching it. Like, oh my god, it's the Carousel Progress right there, and then. The house starts, I'm not going to spoil everything, but then the house obviously starts to get more and more deranged. And it's just, it's just a love letter to Tomorrowland. And Tomorrowland is one of my favorite areas of any Disney park. So I definitely recommend like the new season. They're longer episodes, but they go by just like that. When I say longer, I mean like eight minutes instead of the usual yeah, three to yeah, five. Eight minutes instead of four. Like, great. Guess what, people? They're still short. <laughs> um, yeah, I looked up the time. So apparently, you can watch the first two seasons of this show, and it takes like an hour and fifteen minutes, I think. Yep. And then it takes about an hour for season three and four as well. It's um, wild. I don't know that because I definitely did that. Um, although I had to watch season three twice because I fell asleep. <laughs> this is what I get for trying to watch this stuff at like one in the morning. And I should just go to sleep. Um, next episode I want to shout out is uh, Tokyo Go. Uh, we're going back to season one on this one. Um, but the whole idea of it is just... Mickey trying to, again, Mickey just trying to get to work, but he's got to deal with the bullet train. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is so good to me, A, for just, you know, the jokes that it's making about the bullet train and everyone just being crammed in there like sardines. And there's one point where, like, he's dodging signs and the trains, like, have faces on them to look evil. It's wonderfully hilarious. But what really makes this so, so good is the payoff at the very end. Which, normally I wouldn't just, you know, outright spoil it, but I kind of have to here. 
mm-hmm. of he's trying to get out into the country so that he can work his job as a conductor like for a kid's <laughs> train. Yeah, so good. Um, and I love that that is and then there's the thing that sells it for me though is like when he opens up that door to see the train and there's that picture of Walt Disney on the Disneyland Express. Yep. It's just so, so good. Not to mention that this is one of my to me is one of the most beautiful episodes of the show. Oh, no doubt. It's yeah. I also love that I can just like pull these up as we're talking about them. Yeah, that's what's so great about it. You don't have to like read through these entire um synopsis to know what about an episode. It's like the these shows, it's like literally a one line synopsis and so it's easy to flip through. There's a running joke we have on the show where we will accidentally make episodes longer than the movies themselves. Where this The kind of funny way. Yeah. Whereas these, it's literally impossible to not talk about these longer than the shorts run. Like, I can't just talk about these for three minutes and then move on. And th- this is why, everyone, you should watch these Mickey Mouse sh- cartoons. They literally will be over right before you know it. Okay, I think we have what one more each, two more each. I yeah, know. I think I think we have one more each. So I've got to end this with one of my favorites, and it, this is definitely my wife's favorite uh, from season one, Potato Damn Land. It, that was going to be mine. I was like, oh no! <laughs> I was like, please don't say Potato Land. Please don't say Potato Land. <laughs> hey, we know how great this episode is. Yeah, it's. It's so good because, you know, it's 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 just a, a Donald, Mickey, and Goofy story. And it's the hype buildup when you're a little kid and you're about to go to Disneyland or Disney World for the first time. Goofy's excitement, like, just driving by the sign is equally exciting. The realization of, of Mickey and Donald of, like, oh, no, is so, so funny. Welcome to Idaho? It's like, oh, America's there is, there is potato land? We talk about depressing for Idaho. It's like, it's, you know what, fair. It's Idaho. And it's so good because Goofy is so excited. And it's just like, so you've never actually been to potato land. I see potato land every night. Every night in my dreams. And then just uh, if we're both going to talk about this, please, like, also, y- y- if you want to talk about how great the episode is, please, because it's, I mean, honestly, we... you nailed it. I have been like, as you've been talking, I've been searching for another episode because I want to give people like 10 amazing episodes to check out. Gotcha. Besides, and the other so we talked about. Yeah. Um, and so Mickey and Donald take it upon themselves to literally build a theme park overnight Using potatoes, potatoes and, gravy. and gravy. And it is impressive. It is just straight up Disneyland. It's Disneyland. They go down Main Street and it's just, <laughs> he looks in the window. It's just, it's all so magical. But there's like the back of house of it. It's just a potato on a stool. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. And then the Haunted Mansion call out, callbacks. And just, 
another episode where Christy and Metopolis' voice work is just so good. His Haunted Mansion voice. I love how meta it is. Like Yes. The show doesn't get meta often, um, but when it does, it is hilarious. And then just, you know, and then you got you got the Haunted Mansion, then you have like the Hall of Presidents, but with potatoes. Yeah. And then Donald. And it's it's just so good. It it's another one of those where obviously it, if you've never been to a Disney park, it, it's not gonna hit as hard, but just this episode really shows how special Disney is. Cause like I said before I started, like driving by the I still get chills when like whenever we go to Disney and stuff now, when I just drive by the sign, I get super emotional just driving by Welcome to Disney World. Dude, so this is this is something that I've always I've always hearkened to with um with Disney World in particular. Um because you don't really get the same the same thing with Disneyland because it's not as isolated from the world. Of it is a different it's an entirely different world as soon as you go through that gate. Mm-hmm. And it is so special and this episode nails that feeling. Which I just didn't think was gonna be able to be done in a cartoon nonetheless a Disney cartoon I never thought they'd actually address something like that um I, I I think it's just good that they hopefully I mean I haven't looked up all the writers on the show but it looks like they just love Disney it's like now people making video games and stuff grew up with video games so that's why they've just been so great over like the last few years and like you know how like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons now are really good because people who are making them now grew up with the Ninja Turtles. Right? It's So these these Mickey Mouse cartoons are so great because there's just such love for the character and for Disney in these episodes. Yeah. Speaking of um Disneyland, and I'll I got my episode, I'll bring it up eventually. I want to quickly shout out Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yes. Um as well as just quickly also shouting out um, Mickey's PhilharMagic for being like the mm-hmm. mainstay Mickey Mouse attractions in the Disney parks. Because, well, and then there's, I guess there's also, you know, Disneyland Toontown. Although, is that gone now? No, that's still there. Uh, at Disney World, Disney yeah, World it was. Gone. Disneyland it's gone. Like, yeah. So I, I was really that. sad because. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened up a few months after we went to Disney World, so I have not been able to ride it yet. Yeah, I haven't been able to ride it either. But I, it's like, I don't watch, um, like, videos from theme park rides. Like, you know, like, the first-person perspective. Ride the ride with us mm-hmm. videos. Which is funny, because people keep sending me ones from the Star Wars land, because I still haven't gotten to go. Um, and I refuse to look up anything about it. Um, I want to be fully surprised when I eventually get to go someday in the far, far future. <laughs> it feels like I, I totally get that. I, I, I think I like to I like to watch the rides, but it's it's of rides I've already ridden. I just like to see people's reactions, you know, to writing. Like I will watch, and this is how I'm able to experience, you know, Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disney. This is how I'm able to experience their rides. He's watched POVs because I'm not I'm not gonna be able to get to Tokyo anytime soon, so Dude. um so I have not watched Runaway Railway video because I do want to be surprised. Apparently they have like a Potato Land area in the queue, 
And I'm so excited. They do. So I, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is the one video I have watched. Um, because I was so excited for this coming. That I was like, I had to see what it is. And it's just a love. It's like Mickey and Minnie, Mickey Mouse shorts are already a love letter to this, the parks. But now this is a love letter back to them. And it's getting confusing being like, okay, what is what anymore? Um, and then Mickey's Philhar Magic. I just, I love Mickey's Philhar Magic. And that's that. Also because it's just, let's abuse Donald. And that is always funny to me. Um, it's really hot. It's a good way to spend like 20 minutes in the shade. Right. Okay, final episode I want to talk about. Um, before I talk, I just want to give a quick shout out to Hats Enough. Because Mickey in a beanie is a fucking look. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think my last episode's got to be three-legged race. That's a good one. Um, there's a three-legged race happening. Uh, and Mickey is determined not to cheat. And everyone else disagrees. He is heartbroken when Minnie won't join him. And instead joins Pete. Who isn't doesn't even bother with a three legged race, just duct tapes him to his leg. <laughs> That's when you know this is gonna be a fun episode, folks. Um but no, I think three legged race is like the perfect amalgamation of like why this show is so good, like with all the different characters. Cause like everyone is here in this. Goofy, Donald, Daisy, Pete, but even like Ludwig, Pete. Huey, Dewey, and Louie are in this. And by the way, are fucking terrifying in this. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're out for blood. But like, Clarice and Maurice are in it as well. It's so much fun. And they weaponize their milk, which is a little bit weird. But I'm not going to question it. We're just going to have a good time <laughs> with this show. Um, oh, Scrooge is in it as well. Um, but it also does that funny thing that I mentioned of... This is a this is a gag they really like to use of time rapidly passing and us just seeing really really old Mickey and Minnie. They love using this gag for some reason. I won fair and square. But yeah, I do want to shout out Hats Enough as well. Um, I. I it, I gotta give a shout out to the season one episode of Ghoul Friend, and they actually made Goofy absolutely terrifying as a skeleton. Yeah, that was that was nightmare fuel. Like it, oh, it was haunting. <laughs> but yeah, like Hats Enough is what has one of like the very few um, Fantasia references. Um. But it, it not only does it reference Fantasia, but it also like directly shows Steamboat Willie. Like it is, that is that is callback to the episode. <laughs> I mean, I think season five is. I think I think season five is my least watched season, but I'm definitely now gonna go watch it after we're done with this. Yeah, it's one that's like I had to watch a couple of these, like oh, twice over just to be realize I was like. Oh wait, that's what that is? Holy crap. Like this is a sh- short series that I highly recommend checking out. Um mm-hmm. on one hand, it's even if you aren't like fully paying attention, you're going to have a good time. And heck, it's it's great even just as background noise. Like it is perfect for whatever you need it to be. 
I, I like to have it in the background in our and uh, we on our bedroom TV. That this is probably the most watched show on our background TV, our bedroom TV, just because it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Great vibes. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten out of ten. Easily one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Yeah, for the sake of not going way too long in the show, we're going to cap it with the 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will also throw out there, though, that Carried Away is in my top 10. I just didn't want to mention it because we'd already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should actually probably end the episode relatively soon. What would you? What advice would you give, Eric, for someone just like, Turning it on. Where do you think people should start? Should people start at the top and make their way through? Should they start at I would, partway through? I would absolutely start at the top because um, the very first episode just sets the tone of what this show is. You were right when you mentioned it. It's got it's funny, a lot of visual gags, and you know it's like it's got Cinderella in it. You know, so it's like, oh look, they're taking shots at themselves or something like that. And then before you know it, you'll be seven episodes in, and it'll only be about maybe 20, 25 minutes. And it's just comfort food. I, I highly recommend you just start from the beginning. That's, that's the advice I give, because it's just, it's so good. The show is so good. It also has this, I agree with that, with starting here, but that's also just because it has one of my favorite jokes in the series of when the bowling with the nuns happens. <laughs> yeah. So go go check out that episode to start. With that, I think we can might as well call it. Eric, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. If people want to keep up with you and more of your Mickey Mouse antics, where can people follow? Uh, you can follow me at Eric C. Ginn, G-I-N-N, on Twitter. Um, I'm excited tomorrow for Penultimate Conquest. We are discussing that last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I am so pumped for that. Got Kyle Stevenson, Cameron Hawkins, and Emmett Watkins on it. It's going to be a great one. I cannot wait for that. I will definitely tune in for that. Um, Remember, folks, check out them and go sub to them on Twitter and on YouTube. And you follow on Twitter. You don't sub on Twitter. Follow him on Twitch as well. Can I say one more thing, Griffin? Of course. I just I just wanted you to know how much I appreciate your passion and love for Disney. It really is infectious. I, I know, like, in, some fa- in Facebook groups, like, when we talk about, like, Disney parks and stuff, I absolutely want to hear your thoughts on everything. So... Just, I just want you to know, you are absolutely killing it, and it's, it's just, you're so passionate about Disney, and it, it, it shows. So, thank you. Thank you. I also want to point you to my most recent comment on something Disney in the Facebook group you're in, where literally all I said in all caps was "kick Batowski." So that's where I'm at right now. By the way, guys, "kick Batowski" is out on Disney Plus, and everybody should go watch "kick Batowski." Yeah, it's so good. It's such a weird thing for me to love. Okay, I gotta end the episode, y'all. Um, thank you everyone for hanging out. It has been an absolute pleasure. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at GriffyDPad, and you can follow the show on Twitter at D Plus Us. 
if you've enjoyed the episode or any part of the show at all whatsoever, thank you. If you could go to iTunes and rate us, it can help get the show to more people. I'm going to go watch Kick Potowski's Bourbon Daredevil now. But if you're not going to do that, thank you very much for listening. It means the world to me that we can hang out with you and make your day a little better talking about Disney stuff. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful time. And until next time, have a magical day.